Welcome to the Reconstructing Youth Ministry podcast. And let me tell you, this episode is probably going to be a popular one because this is probably the number one most requested topic by parents. And it's this, how can we help our kids have good mental health? It's probably not a shock to you that COVID did a number on our, on our folks, um, kids that were born around about between like 97 and 2015 are called Gen Z and, uh, they will be followed up with a generation called Gen Alpha. I think COVID is going to become kind of the generational, uh, breaking point there. And so it's going to be kids that were impacted by COVID, I think are going to be um, kind of like this generation, Gen Z, was impacted by 9-11. Now, certainly there's other generational markers, but the truth is Gen Z is, is dealing with a mental health crisis unlike anything we've ever seen before. The stats and research are showing that uh, anxiety and depression and suicidal ideation are spiking in Gen Z. And, um, and I think we're seeing it. I think we're seeing the results of it. I, I don't even think we've seen all the way the results of COVID on our students. But here's what I know. I'm talking with parents and I'm talking with youth pastors and I'm talking with teachers and there is just something different about these kids and these teenagers after COVID. Something changed. And I think in a lot of kids, it's mental health. And so I'm talking today with Cynthia Barkley, who is, uh, man, brilliant. She has a counseling background. She has a missionary background. Um, she goes to church at our campus here. I work with her husband, Ron Barkley. He's the minister of campus development here. And let me tell you, Cynthia is a wealth of knowledge on this topic. So please, please, please listen and please share this with someone who needs to hear it because I think this one's going to be a game changer. Here's the interview with Cynthia Barkley. Well, Cynthia, I am so glad to have you today. Um, and honestly, we're going to talk about a difficult topic, mental health. Um, and teenagers. Um, but we love you. We love your family. Um, tell us a little bit. I, I get to work with your husband, Ron, all the time. But just tell us a little bit about yourself. So let us in on Cynthia, not all, all Ron's wife. Yes. Well, first of all, Mark, thank you for having me and giving me this opportunity. Uh, so yes, I was in the counseling center at Houston's First for nine and a half years, and I ended my time there being the clinical director in the counseling center. Wow. And uh, now I have started a nonprofit, Thrive On Wellness Retreat Center. It's helping uh, those in ministry and missionaries uh, to be able to thrive. Yeah. And so focused a lot on mental health. Yeah, that's so. good. That's good. Well, we're, we need more Cynthia Barclays in the world. So thank you for what you're doing with the counseling and obviously with the missionary care and thrive on and, and we're rooting you guys on. I should say that there is literally a camp happening all around us. Uh, my child is there. Your grandchild is there. Yes. And uh, so there may, there may be screaming in the background. Mm -hmm. And just know they're having fun. That's, that's uh, right. So. And if it's ours, we will have to stop and that's do right. some things to calm them that's down. That's right. That's right. Okay. So yeah. just dive dive right in. Talk to us about the mental health issues today. Um, and my personal question is, is this worse than normal or am I seeing it for the first time? But mental health is a serious issue. It is a concern. And being two years into the pandemic, we can see that mental health concerns and people seeking psychological psychological services, it's at an all-time high right mm -hmm. now. Wow. And especially now for children as well. Yeah. 
Wow. So depression and anxiety, it's four times higher than pre-pandemic wow. times. Wow. Um, now, I've, I've read research, you know, um, that this generation of teenagers, they're having spikes of depression, anxiety, suicidal ideation. Um, do you see that reflected in your work? Are teenagers? So, and I, I guess I want to ask maybe the difference between children, teenagers, and maybe even young adults. So like are teenagers more susceptible to that than other age, age ranges? Um, like how much of it do you think, um, was, uh, you know, specifically to that age group? Uh, yes, right now, I believe that teenagers and kids are very susceptible because they're from a vulnerable population. Yeah. They are uh, still growing and they have a lot of physical and emotional changes that's going on in their developmental stage. And um, so they might be saying one thing, but feeling something totally different. Mm. And uh, as parents, we have to be inquisitive and try to figure those things out. Yeah. And especially during this time, this is the perfect time to to really get engaged and attuned uh, to our kids and our families and often ourselves because yeah. sometimes we don't even know ourselves, right? Yeah. What we're feeling ourselves. Yeah. And the research is, is pointing to as the pandemic um, recedes that studying other traumatic events that have happened like 9-11 and hurricanes and volcanoes and that kind of thing, um, it's projected, those are all traumatic events, and it's projected that we can experience some of those negative, uh, the impact for years to come. Wow. And like seven to 10 years, wow. we can be experiencing the re the negative repercussions of the pandemic. Wow. Wow. That's, I, I will tell you, that's uh, just my own commenting on that is, um, I see, I see lots of, um, students wrestling with this stuff and some of it, um, and, and you know, part of it, just my own, I guess my own experience, I'm, I've watched the world kind of turn upside down. Um, and I think specifically for me, um, 2016 was kind of a spike year. There was an election happening. Mm -hmm. Um, there was racial unrest kind of not beginning, but seems to seeming to ramp up. And so it's interesting that you say that the pandemic results or the trauma of the pandemic may yield results, uh, for seven to 10 years, because I've been thinking about, you know, are we, the, the anxiety and the depression that we we're talking about earlier was pre pandemic and it's even gotten worse, Right, man. So, right. um, so we, we might as well just go ahead and look ourselves in the mirror mm -hmm. and say, this is a real problem that we're having to deal with. This is something that we're going to have to wrestle with. And I honestly, the, the point of this podcast is, um, is to just get comfortable with having some of the difficult conversations that we need to have. Um, and I can tell you that as a, so I'm, I have, um, a first grader, a third grader and a sixth grader, at least that's the grades they just finished. It's the summer 2022. And, um, I'm having to get com comfortable with conversations that I never thought I'd have to get comfortable with. Yeah. And, um, and we don't deal necessarily with anxiety on a clinical level in, in our household, at least not yet. Um, but I can see that that may be something that we need to get, you know, prepared for down the road. Um, now most parents aren't experts at mental health. Um, 
You know, so what, like you're talking to an average parent right now, what could an average parent do to help their kid along in their mental health journey? Okay. So let's, let's back up just a little bit and talk about stress, okay. right? Because a lot of this, the stress is what accumulates in the body. Okay. And if we don't have these protective factors and coping skills, uh, then we're going to see all these different things that we're seeing now, wow. right? With the physical symptoms, the mental symptoms, emotional and spiritual, first physical symptoms, they can be sick at their stomach, high blood pressure, um, and, you know, just sweating and mental Poor concentration. Yeah. So a lot of times when you think about school, you think, ah, they just didn't do their homework, <laughs> right? Isn't, don't we all rush to that? Yeah, right. <laughs> they just didn't do their homework. Look, they're just being irresponsible. Yeah. Well, accumulated stress um, in, impacts your prefrontal cortex. Oh, my goodness. And then when that happens, you really don't have... Uh, that capacity yeah. to to have those um, skills, wow. right, and uh, to help you out in some of those areas, even problem solving, right? And then you think about, gosh, they're so aggressive or they're just argumentative. Another symptom. Yeah. Another symptom of wow. stress. And the stress accumulates in your body. And so teaching ourselves, number one, as parents, and uh, – how we can cope with that and how we can get that out wow. and also teaching our kids that mm -hmm. it's vital yeah especially now during the pandemic we are seeing in our culture and in the world today where this is not managed right wow. we do not have the healthy coping skills yeah. Yeah. and um so for parents um saying You've got it. You've got what it takes. Don't try to fix it. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. Listen. Be curious and notice, right? Wow. Because as teenagers, they're going to tell you no. Yeah. Nope. I'm fine. Right? Interesting. Mm. No, but be inquisitive. Interesting. Inquisitive. Now, I've had some conversations with some school counselors about, um, okay, again, pre, pre pandemic. And they said uh, that, and these are local here in Houston, the Houston area. Um, that one of the issues that we're seeing with the anxiety and depression and so suicidal ideation is related to um, achievement, um, scholastics, um, college decisions. Um, and then for sure, like the way that social media and like popularity and fame plays into this, like we're, we're, we're starting to see this specific generation of teenagers loves the idea of being famous. Mm. Um, there's, there's something about um, TikTok and some kind of new like digital uh, careers that have shown them that they don't have to do the traditional college route. They could they could just do they could stream um, video games or they could be an influencer. Or they could do all these things and make millions. Um, but but backing off of that, going back to what the counselors are saying, is that so number one um, is achievement. The, the, one of the values of this generation is achievement, and that when they don't find that that good grade happens or they don't get into the school they want. Um, what I've, what I'm learning from these counselors is that they don't know how to cope with that stress. Exactly what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Or they don't know how to cope with 
Well, the why results. didn't I get an A on that? Right. I should have. I would have known it. Yeah. And then that can play into negative core beliefs of themselves. Yeah. You know, you get that long enough. Yeah. And then uh, that's the lie yeah. that we accept. Yeah. So we as parents have to somehow balance this. Uh, and, you know, I'm, <laughs> the counselors are saying, like, the kid doesn't get a good grade. The parents freak out. And all these counselors have said, like, I've had plenty of phone calls with parents telling me, that I gave their kid a D and they didn't deserve a D. They deserved a B plus or something like that. And, you know, but we've got to somehow balance as parent. Like it's good. It's good to get good grades. It's good to study. It's good to do well. It's good to achieve, but also it's not the end of the world and you're still valuable. And, and, and I, I don't know where that is exactly, but we've got to help our kids, um, figure out how to deal with that stress. That's, that's really, really good. Now, I'm a, I'm a youth pastor. And, and so I've been in the local church my whole career. Um, how, how do you think the church can play a role in mental health? And what are the things that parents should be looking for in a church that can help their child as far as that goes? Well, I think the church should play a role in mental health and because we can't separate the person, right? God created us spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical beings. And we are a community. Yeah. Right. And so just like that's why I am proud to be a member of Houston's First Baptist Church, because I feel like our church tries to meet the whole person. Mm -hmm. And for example, here at the Sienna campus, one way we do that is through life Bible study groups. We're doing life together each day. It's not that you just show up and read the Bible on Sunday. What what is that? Right. Uh, no, you're actually walking through the storms yeah. with each other. That's good. And um, I had gone to a conference a few years ago, and it was just talking about brain development and neuroplasticity of the brain. And we go to different conferences. And it's, I've never been to a conference that talks about brain development. That's great. That's great. That's why you're here. Oh, it was. <laughs> awesome it just got me excited because as i was sitting there listening to this the the presenter uh gave an example about the nervous system and talking about american buffaloes the analogy of american buffalo and he's i didn't know anything about american buffaloes (laughs) i was listening and uh he said you know they're just different than cows so cows they'll be grazing in the field and a storm will come and when the storm comes it scares them And so what do they do? They try to run away from the storm and cows are slow, right? So (laughs) the storm comes and it overtakes the cow. They're in the storm a lot longer because they were trying to run from it and they're just kind of like scattered, right? But American Buffalo, they're different. And this was really interesting to me. So they will notice in the sky that a storm is coming. They'll look up and go, hmm, okay, that storm is coming. And one of them will start towards the storm. Okay. This is really interesting. All the other ones will look and they will join them. And they will go together to the storm. Like, how That's fascinating. beautiful is that? That's like the body of Christ right. and how we should be, right? Going together as community through the storm we have been through some storms right through the pandemic and so talking about mental health that's what we're doing going through this this storm together and saying whoo just a minute time out right man i'm feeling some stress yeah and uh 
how do we deal with that? Yeah, that's and, that's incredible. Yeah, so I just thought, man, this is just so neat and just a beautiful reminder that God made us. Yeah. He made our nervous systems. He made our brains. He made the animals, and he made us, and he cares about us right now today. That's so good. Um, that's so good. And I think I, <clears throat> the, way I, the way I hear that is like the importance of um, not isolating ourselves. That's right. And walking through those storms together. Yes. Um, we've got the, the, the community thing. So I think, um, and if I'm hearing you and, and I, I, man, I fully agree with you is just how important it is for, for your family, for your teenager to be a part of community. And I would even say specifically what we see is that we see, uh, really, really good results when teenagers are not just a part of teenager community, but they're a part of the whole church. And so that's why, you know, sometimes we get, we get parents asking, you know, like, well, you know, my kid doesn't think church is exciting. They think church, like big church is boring downstairs or whatever. And they don't honestly, but like most parents assume their kids are going to think that that's boring. Um, but those kids are a part of our youth ministries. They're a part of our whole church. And what we're seeing is that it yields healthier results when, Specifically, teenagers graduate out of a system where they are a part of community and they do walk through storms together. And it's not just teenagers together, but it's uh, leaders. That's why our, our leaders, our volunteers are so crucial. Yes, that's right. And, you know, just thinking about that, do the do our kids always have to be entertained? Oh, exactly right. And can they be bored? Is it yeah, OK yeah, that our kids yeah. are bored? Bored time is, is actually healthy. Yeah. And because that's just a feeling and feelings come and go. And you know what? The next week or the next five minutes, right. they won't be bored. That's right. And so remembering that, no, we, we don't always have to entertain. It's okay if they're bored. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to fix yeah. anything. Yeah. And so thinking about that mental health wise yeah. with, with parents, what are things that you can do? Yeah. Uh, you know, making sure that you are attuned with your kids mm. and thinking about what they're eating, mm. um, you know, sugars and anxiety and um, caffeine will put spikes in anxiety. Yeah. So monitor that with the kids yeah. and also exercising if they're laying on the couch a lot. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. They don't need to. They need to be active. They need to be out doing things, and uh, making sure you have that community time, mm -hmm. right? Um, also, just um, giving back, and I think um, I think Sienna does a really good job of that, mm. of giving back and volunteering. Mm -hmm. And you know, I've seen pictures of some of our younger kids going with dads yeah. to help widows. Yes. Beautiful. Yes. Because it takes us out of our own space and our own heads mm -hmm. and we're able to do and give to others. Also gratitude, practicing gratitude. Mm. And as parents, we need to uh, be examples of that. So it might've been a really yucky day, mm -hmm. right? Uh, well, what was one good thing that happened? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Are we going to, is it going to be like the little drop that you put in the water that discolors the whole day? Mm. Or, um, yeah, that was, that wasn't good. Can we hold the paradox of the day? Right. Yeah, this stunk over here, yeah. but you know what? I'm holding this over here too. Mm. I can hold both and still be okay. Yeah, that's good. Um, so, um, you know, soul care, self care. Yeah. And I think, I think that the thing, 
maybe that I need to hear, okay? So again, first grader, third grader, sixth grader, and depending on where parents are at, sometimes I have a bad day <clears throat> and I kind of want to come home and I want to disconnect. Yes. And, uh, and you know, I go home and it's not like um, you're off work, it's your time, it's, right. you know, it's just you time. Uh, as a parent, it just kind of being attuned to what my kids are going through um, and all that, just being ready to have a conversation and help them unpack the day um, is maybe best case scenario uh, to be attuned. And, you know, sometimes my kids, you know, drift towards devices and drift towards inside time when they really need some outside time. Um, That's easy to do, yeah, right? Yeah. That's good. Especially if we need it as a parent. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, like this week, my grandson is spending the week with us. Yeah. I, well, both of them are. And um, so, you know, God gave younger people kids, not older. <laughs> <laughs> so by the end of the day, even though he's here all day, uh, by the end of the day, uh, I'm kind of tired. I'm tired, yeah. And so when he got home, you know, he had a little meltdown yeah. one day yesterday. Yeah. And as I was sitting there, I'm like, I'm tired too. Mm -hmm. But you know what? As I looked at him, I had more compassion towards mm. him because I realized where is he in his nervous system? He's dysregulated, poor yeah. old thing. He's yeah. exhausted. Yeah. And I'm just regulated too. So I'm, we're going to have to take care of ourselves yeah. and we're going to go do something together. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, so taking a step back and yes, definitely uh, putting the electronics away, that's going to be important yeah. with our young people that they don't feel like they're competing. Yeah. Um, that they actually have your undivided attention when you're talking that's to them. That's good. That's good. Uh, the phone's put away. It's not even there, yeah. right? So Maybe that's what we need to hear, Cynthia, is just mm -hmm. we give our students a lot of junk for being on devices all day, but mm -hmm. the parents need to be off of them too, like yeah. to give them their undivided attention. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I need. I needed that reminder. I got a little Holy Spirit conviction right there. Well, I'm. I needed a, it. I'm reminding myself yeah. too. Yeah. You know, so it, it's easy to just pick it up or have it there. And yeah. oh, I need this text. No. Yeah. No, yeah, we put don't. Put it away. Yeah. Man, that's good. And uh, what I loved about that is that you were able to. <sighs> man. Okay. So play this out with me here. Okay. You were able to regulate together. Yes. Y'all came from two different places of. Maybe a little bit of difficulty in the day, came home, a little dysregulation, and you were to regulate together. Um, I, I did play this through in my head, this whole like airplane analogy. You can't help anyone else until you got your own yeah, that's oxygen right. mask on. But that's but right. on a certain level, you're able to kind of walk through it together. Um, sometimes that's taking a walk. Sometimes that's maybe uh, going outside and sitting, getting some sunshine. I remember we did that on the pandemic was we're inside. And so let's go outside, get some vitamin D and, you know, let's talk um, yeah so parents don't have to know it all yeah right and um can you just repeat that yeah. <laughs> parents don't parents have to know it all don't have to know it that's all. that's so good that that we're learning along with them right and on a lot of things and for me too i you know i'm trying to teach my grandson about his own regulation mm -hmm. and different things so we'll pull up on youtube different activities of um, you know, breathing and thoughts and uh, to, to help in that. And 
um, so yesterday, I mean, he didn't want to breathe, but that's right, okay. Right. That's okay. I said, Mimi's going to breathe because <laughs> Mimi needs to breathe. <laughs> and, um, but he did his own and his body did regulate. That's good. And so we do need each other. Yeah. Uh, and I think we need to normalize it mm-hmm. and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Not that something is wrong with you right. because, ooh, you're not regulated. Yeah. Nope. We all are going yeah. up and down that ladder right. in our nervous system. Yeah. And the key is being able to, to do that in a healthy way and healthy coping uh, and not in negative ways like yeah. hitting and that's so good. Yeah, beating someone up. Well, we've talked about kind of the family end of it, the kid end of it, the church kind of connection there. Um, but you're a counselor. And so some people come and see you for more, um, you know, things that are above my pay grade, which thank you for the work you do. We need you. Um, when should a parent decide that counseling is the right thing for their child? When does it, when does it click into another gear there where they really need to go see a counselor? I feel that when a parent feels that you've used all the resources that you know, and you're still hitting a brick wall, Mm -hmm. still running into some issues, then seek additional help. Yeah, that's good. And normalize it Mm -hmm. for your child that they don't go thinking, oh, I'm broken, something's Mm -hmm. wrong with me. Yeah, we got to get rid of that stigma. Yeah, and I think we've moved... Uh, some away from that mm-hmm. because I've noticed uh, since I've been in counseling that the the um, younger generations are more apt to come to counseling than the older ones. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, so good. Which is a great thing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I, I think that this is a this has just been a conversation that's helping me as a parent, and I know it's going to help a lot of parents out there as they seek to figure out. And listen, we're all still, <laughs> we're not going to be experts after, after a week of this or a year of this. Um, but I think it's going to be a good shot in the arm and helping us figure out how to just give our kids the tools, uh, to have better mental health. So that's right. You're giving them lifelong tools, lifelong tools, lifelong tools. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Mark.